You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me of course is Brian. I am with you, I'm here. You are with me, and you know, this is a this is a pretty good day. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, yeah um, and one of the reasons why is, is there's a new... There's a new uh, a new resource in the in the larger gospel project family. There um, is. It's a it's a it's a special resource. It is a special resource. Um, see, um, in the gospel project family, there are there's the gospel project itself. Mm-hmm. There's home edition as well. So there's curriculum. There's a small group study called Gospel Foundations. There's actually a new one that is a Spanish language adult Bible study as well. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that too. Um, but we also have a um, a line of resources that that go under the name of One Big Story that our um, our teammates in B and H Publishing yeah. produce. And you um, may you may be familiar with those already as the Big Picture uh, Interactive Series, and that name has been changed to the the One Big Story. That's correct. That's correct. So there's a a Bible for kids. There's story storybooks. Books. There's board books ac- for preschoolers. Board books for preschoolers. There's activities. Yeah. There's there's a um, a memory match game um, yeah. that's actually really great for. Um, working through working through those stories with your There's kids. Seek and find book, kind of like a Where's Waldo. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing yeah. Coming out and yeah, yeah, that one's out too. Is that one out? Yeah, it's out too. It was out just before Christmas, mm-hmm. and um, but there is um, but there's a. But there's a brand new one that is uh, coming out um, right now, actually. Um, called and this one's going to be epic. It is. In fact, that's its name. Um, oh, how about that? How about that? Um, it's called Epic: The Story That Changed the World. Um, this is this is a cool one because yeah. it is um, it is one that is written for um, middle grade readers. Yeah. So uh, eight eight to twelve year olds, um, kind of shooting at uh, shooting it around the the age ten as kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. Um, so it'll be nice and cha- appropriately challenging um, for for everybody. But what it's doing is it's telling the telling the big story of Scripture in about forty chapters, um, and so it's um, got lots of illustrations. It's kind of a um, it's it's kind of an illustrated graphic illustrated novel style, almost graphic novel ish. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, a little bit more text in it than a typical graphic novel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, significantly when you say more chapters. Text. Say forty chapters. We have to be. We'll make sure people understand. It's not like a book length chapter you might be thinking of. It's. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, each one's about a thousand words, and um, you know, and and part of the reason that I'm excited about it is because I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And I really I hope this resource is helpful. You know, as as Aaron, you and I are both parents of of preteens and so forth, and we know. That man, that age is so hard because they don't think of themselves as kids anymore. They want to start seeing themselves as, as older. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when when they have items, resources that are, are designed more for kids, they start even though even though the content connects well with them, mm-hmm. just the delivery, they start feeling, oh, I'm too old for this. Yeah. And so this is a resource that I'm excited about that kind of helps that age particularly. Something they 
are not ashamed or embarrassed or whatever's going on in their preteen angst about holding on and using because it feels older for them. Yeah. And, and so I'm excited about that. Um, my kids have seen a copy and they're excited about it. Um, all of them have been have been pretty pumped about it um, my youngest is um, just about to turn seven and he is uh, he's already read a couple of chapters of it and he had a and he had a great time doing that so and my my oldest who is about to turn 12 was actually doing some of the early reading on it to, to help me make sure that I was hitting the sweet spot so um, so yeah so you can get that um, you should be able to get that anytime now at uh, your local Lifeway store or very soon at your local Lifeway store. It'll either be available for for sale or or for pre-order on Lifeway.com, uh, Amazon, wherever you buy books. So hope you check that out. So yeah, go get it. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking about that, that um, in, in completing that when I, when I did, you know, it was able, it was nice. I was able to close the door on a project and, you know, I started thinking to myself, what, you know, what's, what's the next one, next one going to be. And so, um, we'd like to talk about closing, closing doors, uh, as Christians, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing this series on Christian sayings, popular theology, um, cliches, if you will, um, and there is one that involves closing doors. Yeah, when, when God closes a door, he'll open a window. Hmm, that's interesting. It's interesting. Um, now, Brian, how do people normally use that? I think usually it's used, um, again, as an attempt to encourage somebody. Maybe somebody just, they, they were pursuing something and it ended up not coming to fruition. And so... In, in somebody's concern and care for them, trying to encourage, they, they will use a phrase like this. Well, when God, sometimes when God closes a door, he opens a window to try to give that person hope that, that not all is in vain, that maybe God will make another way or a different opportunity will become apparent for you. And again, this is the one, uh, or this is one that I think we can find some kernels of truth in, mm-hmm. but I just think we have to be careful about the truthfulness as it's expressed. Right, absolutely. Because, I mean, there are certain times that, um, you know, uh, there are certain times when a an opportunity closes, um, that it that it ends, that it's no and longer it. available, and it's and it's done, um, um, and or that you're presented with with a choice, and you can either do A or B, this or that, and um, and in that choice, it sets it sets off a whole chain of decisions, mm-hmm. um, and and that choice that you make matters. So when God presents those to you, it's for that purpose. It's what choice are you going yeah. to make? Um, and a and that door closes so that another one can open. Um, when we when we so often use this this statement though. Um, the the way that I've seen it used certainly has been more around the idea of escaping yeah. trial, escaping difficulty, escaping escaping even even temptation. Um, and certainly you and certainly we are meant to escape temptation. Um, probably where it's the most true is is in in that case um, that that in the opportunity for temptation the door behind you may be closed but the wind but you can throw a chair through the window and get out um before that before that burning building of temptation um 
consumes you, know, you. consumes you. And then you're, because God does not lead us into sin. That's right. Um, he leads us, he may lead us through, um, but he does not lead us into. Yeah. Um, Prepositions matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but instead, we want to see this as the avoidance of suffering. Yeah. Of hard, of, of hard things. And even that, when you go back to the, the way I've heard of quite often, that's actually at the root when you think about it. So mm-hmm. suppose it's a job opportunity. Somebody's pursuing a job opportunity. looks great. And then the last minute they choose candidate B instead of, of you. Sure. And then this is what's told. Well, when God opened or closes that door, he might open a window at times, meaning maybe there's this other job out there for you and so forth. And it's it's to because I'm suffering right now. Right. You know, suffering is, suffering is very diverse. Right. Um, and so it's, a, it's to give comfort yeah. to someone. So I'm hurting. I'm suffering. I need yeah. an answer. And so I want to help you out of that suffering. I want you to stop that, you know, that right. pain or whatever. And, and, and so it's thrown out for, for a similar Right. In a very different context, but a similar mindset. Yeah. Brian, um, just as a quick aside, have you noticed that so many of the, the bits of popular theology the, that we've, we've all kind of embraced or been um, consistently exposed to over, um, are all, all related to that? So think about some of the ones that we, we've done in the past, um, like God helping those who help, help themselves. God won't give you more than you can handle. Um, God just wants me to be happy. Um, you know, God's gaining another angel. (laughs) Um, all of these, all of these have this, have this connection to a desire to comfort someone. Yeah. And, and it's a desire also underneath that even more deeply. It's a desire to avoid pain. Mm hmm. And it's understandable. You know, there's a difference between, there's a difference between accepting pain and pursuing pain. And I'm not suggesting that we, as, as godly people, pursue pain. We, we, we should not be, you know, martyrs are not martyrs because they seek death. They're just agreeable with death should it come. Right. And so it's not godly to be pursuing pain. We need to be open to it. We need to, you know, be ready for it and accept it if God puts it before us. The problem is when we flee from it. When that becomes our our ultimate motivator, that I just want you know I, just, I want pleasure, I want the absence of pain. Mm-hmm. That's when we go the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. And instead, what um, when we do that, we miss out on on an opportunity for for God to grow us yes. in in Christ likeness. Yep. So if you will, by by jumping out the window. Um, you're closing a different kind of door. Exactly. On on uh, an opportunity, not all the opportunities, but an opportunity exactly. to become more like Christ. Um and that's on the, that's on that personal side. When it's the when it's on the the comforting someone else, um we are we can often actually be leading them away from what God may want to be doing through that experience. Um, by creating another barrier for them in that. Yeah. And, you know, it, taking a, a quick aside, but looking at these in together as, as you just kind of brought up, you know, I think the rule of thumb that we need to remember is this. Our presence communicates a lot to somebody else in suffering more than our words might. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or just say what, what is known to be true, but it sounds so apparent, but man, it's not. 
this hurts. I'm sorry you're going through this. I'm sorry you're hurting. I love you. I care about you. And don't try to give some balm to take care of this. Just acknowledge that and be with that person. I think, you know, if we stop there and, and even confess, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say. Um, I think that's better than us trying to pull one of these cliches together to try to find this balm. Um, so just, just kind of an aside. I, I, think, yeah. I think for us to sit with somebody in their pain is much better. Job's friends did right when they sat with Job. Right. The best thing initially. they did, the, the best thing they did was say nothing. Yep. And then they opened their mouths and, they opened their mouths and, and went downhill. ruin it. We're not saying that that's what everyone does. No. That's just them. Yeah. And, but, and, and God can speak to you again. That, yeah. I think, you know, for us to acknowledge, to speak the gospel over somebody. Yeah. That's what they need. Um, they don't need platitudes. They don't need cliches. They need love. They need the gospel. Um, so, so as we're trying to navigate these times of suffering that others are going through, let's just remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, this is something that uh, actually one of our uh, one of our friends and contributor to the Gospel Project, uh, Jared Wilson, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's written about this a little bit. Um, in the past, and um, what he what he describes here is is this um, that um, that the the situations that we face those those um, moments of suffering those are opportunities for us to grow in our dependency on God Himself that um, they're for us to recognize our own need and dependency and so this is what he says that sometimes when God closes a door He doesn't intend to open a window. Um, sometimes when God closes a door, it's because he wants us inside when the building collapses. God is the Lord over pain. The pain of life is subject to his power and prerogatives. Because of this, we can be confident that our pain is being used for our good. Um, we, uh, and we can be sure that there, that no thorns will pierce our flesh except those that will do so for his glory. Um, that, that's something that he wrote in his book, gospel wakefulness. And, and that's really encouraging and, and comforting in, in a necessary way that, um, it's a reminder that, um, as Romans eight twenty eight says that, that God is working all things together for our good according to his purposes, that there is nothing that's random in, in our lives ultimately, that, that everything that happens to us is for this purpose, yeah. to make us more like him, to make us, um, to make us depend on him, to see our need for him and to glory in yeah. him. And, and, and you know, it, there's this other level that our suffering is not just about us as well. Our growth is a huge part of it. Absolutely. One can argue the primary part, but I would say, I personally would argue there's another part that's as equal value, as equal weight. It is how others are seeing us navigate suffering as we are trying to glorify God to the nations. Mm-hmm. And suffering is a reality of life. Absolutely. Those, of, those who are not believers, the unregenerate, are suffering. They, they may experience momentary happiness. They may find comfort in, in things of the world. But ultimately, they're suffering, and they will suffer. And so suffering is a reality, and this world needs to see believers navigating suffering in a godly way. They need to see how we can navigate suffering with faith mm-hmm. um, and, and, and pursuing God's glory and, and, and holding him up highly. Um, and so this is a great teaching opportunity that we have, the church has to the world, that we hold before this, this watching world. 
the beauty of Christ in, in, in a world that that is hurting and needs that answer that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is um, is actually a great way for us to to end our discussion on on this uh, bit of popular theology that um, ultimately with a rem- with that reminder that. Everything that, because everything that we that we experience is to give God glory, and our calling is to make Christ known to all all the people of the earth. Um, we need to embrace the difficulties we experience, so that people can see how we live through them and see how Christ is at work in us through those things. Um, so. Um, that's not going to be easy and there's no easy solution to it. Um, there's no, there's no step-by-step like one, two, three, um, kind of way to, to get through, to, to do that. It's messy because life is messy and because people are messy. Um, but God is good. Yep. And that makes all the difference. So Brian, uh, thanks so much for, uh, chatting about this today. Um, listeners i hope you found our conversation helpful if you did please leave a rating and review on itunes helps helps more people find the show and of course if uh, you have a topic or question you'd like us to discuss on a future episode please email us at the gospel project at lifeway.com thanks thanks for listening to the hero of the story presented by the gospel project a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to jesus learn more at gospelproject.com